we come across many uh, individuals who experience with all of their being and with all of their uh, bodies and their hearts and their minds uh, a struggle or a problem that is happening currently in our world uh, to society to um, environment whatever and they are set on somehow making that better and then there's this other group of individuals who have this idea that if they do something good in this world then it'll maybe give them more money it might make them feel better um, it might make their company that they already have you know if they say oh now we also care about women's rights or uh, inclusivity that's going to make us look better out there in the media and thinking about the end goal and that gap which hopefully i'm i'm able to get across that is the authenticity gap and the closer you are to um caring about the problem rather than the end goal the solution the more authentic you are and the more you should be doing social impact when you choose to embark upon a social impact journey it may feel like choosing the road not taken the uncertainty of a path like this often sends the one who walks it into an ongoing process, trying to balance the needs of their individual existence with their vision towards something greater. The Living Well, Doing Good podcast is a space for changemakers to explore the intersection of personal well-being and achieving their purpose-driven endeavors. Each episode, we dive deep into stories and lessons learn to provide tools to overcome challenges that may arise along the way. This podcast series is brought to you by Aviv and Omer Hochbaum, social impact consultants from Tel Aviv, together with Leo DeMello, a well-being coach and business advisor based in Copenhagen. Uh, we're very excited today because we're going to be starting a new topic. Um, for... What are we talking about today? So yeah, we're going to discuss authenticity, um, which is actually very exciting to me because I think it's something that um, maybe not hourly, but definitely something that comes up daily what do you uh, mean? for me. Just the notion of being authentic and, you know, thinking mm. about what it is that I'm doing. And I do believe you and I talk about that quite a lot. If it's when we're thinking about a new project or discussing a potential client, I think it comes up a lot. So I'm very interested to hear Leo's take on this as well. Um, and I actually wanted to start with like a very short exercise to Ooh. get us started. Look at him. <laughs> wow. Look at his okay. exercises. Finally, so, somebody prepared. <laughs> yeah. I want to I want to hear um, what Aviv and Leo have to say or how would how would they describe being authentic or authenticity in just one word? So we can start whichever one, whoever one of Ooh. you guys thinks about the word first. I, a word ahead. came up. Should I say the first yeah. word that came up? What's the first word that came the first up? first word that came up is connected. Okay. Leo, do you have a word yet? That's good. That's, that's difficult spot? to beat. Do you beat. like it? <laughs> I like yes. it. I'm I like... also competitive. I like yeah. it. Um, what about you, Leo? I think wholeness was the one that came, came to mind. 
Okay. He did a thesaurus quickly. <laughs> All right. I'm just so, kidding. <laughs> hey, why why connect that? I'm interested to hear. What I imagine, I mean, when I think about authenticity in for me, um, I think that I am at most authentic, and we haven't even explained what that means, but I think I am most authentic when I'm, I feel like I'm most connected to myself when there isn't uh, at all or as small of a gap between what I perceive to be wanting to do or thinking is my way or believing in and all that and what actually is carried out in reality. Does that make sense? Did yep. I even, was that? Sort of. Sort of. Should <laughs> I try again? Leo, did you no, get that? No, I think it's going to become more clear so we continue. Oh, okay. I, I was Leo. nodding, but that doesn't, that's not, I, I forget that that is not, people can't hear me nod. I was nodding. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I get that. Um, connected. What yeah. about you, Leo? Connected, yes. I mean, of course, you know, I, I thank you for challenging with challenging us with your exercise. <laughs> and of course, it's an impossible task to, 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 to sum this up in a word, but I think everything's linked, you know, uh, the, the connectedness, the, to me, feeling whole in the sense of that there's nothing in us that's i will uh for the purpose of this recording probably record later uh a quote by um my favorite um portuguese poet it's called fernando pessoa and um but his the the main line of the poem is to be great be whole um mm. and so you know nothing in you uh diminish or exaggerate right or words to this effect yes. and i like that uh I, it, it's been this is a poem that's been with me for a long time um and the idea of being authentic is this idea that we embrace all parts of us as people you yes. know uh, the the challenges the inconsistencies the the you know the times that we let ourselves down or let others down. we embrace all that you know and 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 you know hey we're just doing our best here, you know. So when we don't, we don't. When we don't try to color things up, basically. I was just thinking about it. That, I mean, Leo, you were the one that wanted. You brought up this topic. You said, "Let's talk yeah. about authenticity next." And I like, why, <laughs> why, why do you think this is at all something that we need to be talking about? So I think that, you know, all our three minds coming together on 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 these issues. I think there will be benefit to people listening that are wondering about, okay, why would I even bother to even strive to be more authentic, you know, from a personal level, or what is it that I have to do in my organization to make it, what are the benefits of making it more unique, or more authentic? And I, the first thing that comes to mind is, is an old quote, or I don't, maybe it's probably not so old, but the whole, the, the thing about be yourself, everybody else is taken. So I, 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 so I, I, from a very personal perspective, I have struggled with, with this. So for, for many people, it's part of their culture growing up that they should be, that they, they were always encouraged to be authentic. And I, I wasn't, uh, for whatever reasons, I was not very encouraged to be authentic. I was encouraged to sort of tell people what they wanted to hear. And mm, many people wow. around the world live with this sort of uh, people pleasing attitude, which make on the surface creates these ideal settings that everybody loves us and everybody nods when we speak and all that and then we realize that they're nodding because we are telling them what they want to hear not what's going on inside us and all this or tension nodding, oh i said or that they're nodding because they're used to pleasing on the other end and saying oh yeah you're that or they're resonating that. with that exactly so the point is that once 
you know, you realize that you're in a little bit of a fake reality and that actually you're just, you know, keeping a, a very artificial setting around you. Um, then you say, okay, well, wait a minute, what do I want to say? Because I'm saying one, I mean one thing, but I'm saying another for the purpose of getting this conversation finished or moving on with my thing. So all of that, I think my theory is that it piles up inside us and it creates tension inside us. And it's a tension that at some point has to come out and usually comes out in the wrong way. It comes out with, you know, uh, with uh, reactions that are a little bit out of place or, you know, uh, what appear to be irrational uh, um, feelings or, 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 you know, or interactions with people. So my point is that personally, I have felt the benefits of um, cultivating authenticity. To some people, it may seem completely um, remote, the idea that authenticity has to even be cultivated, right? Mm -hmm. But for some people, it does, right? And and for me, it's one of them. I'm one of them. So I'd be happy to, I wanted to sort of have the opportunity to share here in this um, in this space that we have um, the benefits that I've, you know, particularly uh, experienced with that and, you know, hopefully encourage people to, uh, to see them as well. So when did you start being authentic? Oh, well. When did the transformation like what, occur? What happened? What, who did you start yelling at? <laughs> Or I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, myself mostly, actually. Okay. It's, it's when you detect that actually, why am I frustrated at myself? Why am I, mm. um, why do I resent uh, so and so such a person or the other person? And then you realize actually you just resent yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Because when you are a people pleaser, like I was most of my life, and I still have traces of that, you basically, whenever someone, so you limit yourself, right? You limit your the, the expression of who you are and what you want to say for due to your perception of what the other people expect of you. They may actually not expect that of you, right? I don't know if I'm making myself clear, but that, hey, expectation, totally may, clear. that expectation may be completely in my head. And it's happened several times in my life that I realized that I was stopping myself from doing something because I thought the other person wouldn't want it, you know, that way. But actually, it was just me stopping myself because I didn't want to disappoint people. You know? So it was like this, it kept bottling up and bottling up. And then one day you had this, like, what was this changing point or was I, there it, one? It's it's more diffuse. It's more abstract than that. For me personally, it was mm -hmm. just the realization that things were just not going that way. So as I've spoken in, in, in other episodes that I did go through a burnout episode in 2017 mm -hmm. And a lot of that I know now today, I can see that it was very much from keeping, you know, being so split in trying to um, please a whole group of people, you know, from personal interactions to professional interactions and all that, just trying to keep all that together um, while actually not really doing what I wanted to be doing or in the way that I was comfortable um, doing them. So it's a process that I think there's a tipping point at which after that has to be sort of a crisis of identity because eventually you realize that you've been living uh, in a state that, you know, doesn't correspond to who you really are. And then you have to go through a stage of just building that up and really tapping into, okay, what do I think about this issue? I never allowed myself to have an opinion about it. So what is it that I think about it? And then you start exercising and voicing it and sort of seeing that the world doesn't end when you open your mouth and say what you mean. I mean... I, I, I didn't even think this uh, was going to come up in a conversation about authenticity. Or I, I guess it's because I didn't really plan what I was going to talk about. But I, the one thing that comes most to mind right now is, this is pretty personal, but coming out the closet, you know, at the age of uh, 23, I guess. 
and to that extent, I think we all have a set of closets in some way that we come out of. But mm-hmm. I think that for me, like I, you were just talking about something, you know, there's this point in time where you feel like, okay, it's enough and I'm ready to take on life, you know, to say what I really feel and what I really believe in. I think that was like the first time I said, okay, enough is enough. I'm doing me now and I'm not uh, anymore living by what other people's standards might be for my happiness or my uh, authentic self or who I really am. And I think that it was that day that I finally did it that I kind of made this uh, pinky promise to myself that I was going to continue to do that hopefully for the rest of my life. But certainly wasn't like a smooth road, right? Not just with that uh, specific closet, but it's it's really hard to stay authentic. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's why it's definitely that's why I said it's like an hourly thing even. Now, I yeah, don't. OK, I see what you mean now. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. Like the question of being authentic and, you know, and 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 I mean, I'm going to call both of you guys out because we did the exercise and you didn't ask me what my word oh, was. No. you wanted to be asked (laughs) (laughs) so mine is independent and i mean just just that's how i view authenticity like to me it's an internal thing it's like an internal question of asking yourself okay what do you think about this or how do you view this and a recent example i had with this is actually when starting to work with a new client um and creating a social impact strategy for this client um, actually, the biz, the biz dev at the company had already started working on a strategy and she wanted me to take it on, continue from where she had left okay. off. And I don't know. I mean, I know why now, but I was struggling with the presentation and I could not get myself to work on it. I wasn't like I kept scheduling time to work on it, but not doing it and like pushing it forward, pushing it forward. And then finally, what were came you, like, in, I'm interested, like what were you feeling at that time? Like, th- I was stressed body though like I was where? stressed out I was like I don't know why I'm not connecting to this mm-hmm. I don't want to do this and then it just came to me I said I have to make it my own and I told her I was like listen good work I everything you did is great but I just can't present something that isn't me like it needs to be me it needs to be uh, my thoughts it can be like from what you you had begun doing but I need to make the presentation my own like if I'm gonna you know, get in front of uh, the CEOs and be like, this is your new social impact strategy. I can't present something someone else did, even if I agree with it. So that's just something that's how I experience. It has to be independent. It has to be from my own internal feelings. Now, this happens all the time. Like we, we meet with other people. We need to work with other people and there's collisions and there are different ideas. But as long as we you know, think about it from our own point of view, then I think that's a great way to stay authentic. What do you think about that? I think, that? I mean, I just, I, I don't know why I like have this like sense of like, um, I don't even know what the right word is now, but we're not doing the exercise, so I don't need to find one word. But like what comes is like, we are, as a society, we are cultivated and um, conditioned to constantly fit in and to be likable and to be nice and to be um and to make everything comfortable certainly women right like that's 
a whole big conversation, but as women, definitely we're expected to just make everyone feel comfortable and make sure everyone is nice and getting along. And I'm definitely working on not doing any of that, but it's it's just like really difficult. Like I'm, I wonder, what, Leo, do you like look at your clients and say, you're not, let's be authentic. Let's learn how to be authentic. Like how, what is this process? It makes me like, an, I don't know, not annoyed, but like I'm getting worked up now, like thinking about how difficult it is and it's making me, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just thinking that with with, with clients, we rarely talk about authentic, we, ra- we rarely name it as such because mm-hmm. then it's, it, it, it actually, to someone who, is suffering the challenges of being inauthentic telling them you have to be authentic is only going to add to their stress right because that's of course that's what everybody wants right uh to be authentic but it is not necessarily a road that is clear you know how do you get there so uh, i usually focus much more on the process so we, we step you know take it step by step and even though I mean, I can't tell, I can't judge someone and say they're being inauthentic. I, I can't, I don't know. I cannot see, I don't have an x-ray machine to see what, you know, they're actually feeling. So I do take it mm-hmm. as, as they're, uh, I, I, I tend to believe in what people tell me. Right. But if I, if they are signaling that they are having inconsistencies in their life and that mm-hmm. they don't understand why certain things are happening to them or why their body is, you know, uh, reacting in such and such a way, then we actually go through a process of, of looking at their lives as it is. So saying thing, calling things out and sort of saying things as they are and helping them to, um, in a kind way, become more aware of what they're doing by monitoring, by taking notes, by just having an honest chat about it. Um, then it, it, the person themselves, they will become aware, okay, I'm not being consistent, right? I, 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 I'm doing this for other people, I, you know. I, I am not taking care of myself so that uh, such and such a person is nicer to me, you know, um, and that it is a process that it just evolves naturally. So it's interesting that you ask me that question. Thanks, because I, we rarely say, well, right, let's have a, a focus on authenticity. Mm-hmm. Let's let's yeah. do a coaching session on that would be in my in my perspective, inauthentic <laughs> in a way. Yeah and 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 not really foster what we need to address which is actually the 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 daily practice what you what you were saying omar and anavi as well it's this cultivation right it's this idea that you you have to practice you have to do it and 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 sometimes you don't um but so long as you are aware that that sort of lack or that time that for whatever reason you felt like you had to say something they didn't really mean well let's embody that right and let's say well actually I'm aware that I wasn't really true to myself yesterday and then I embody that and then I, I own up to it, you know? And so, yeah, taking when, uh, that whole thing uh, into our being. Like what comes to mind is a few, I think a few months ago, I was taking another go at becoming even more true and connected and authentic to myself. And what came next was just a wave of people around me who all of a sudden were um kind of reacting badly to my to this new presented uh more authentic me it was this it was this very strange like reaction that i received the more i was i was getting closer to myself people on the outside were like well this isn't what we're used to now you know and it was became an even more of a struggle um yeah but i f- i feel as if it's ex- it's expected cuz 
a lot of times when you're being authentic, uh, other people may may view it as as disregard or as um, you challenging how like how they've known you up until now and and it's definitely presenting to them a new notion. Actually, we had a moment like that. do you remember? I, I think I do. I, uh, I'm putting him on the spot right now. No, I think I know <laughs> because exactly. Because our mother, our parents were having dinner, and I was I wasn't doing good that day, and I thought I I went inside myself, and I knew the best thing that would be for me was to not go. And the second thing I knew is that our mother was she's this mother that cooks for a week when she knows we're coming over. So it would be this big, um, it would be a big deal if I didn't come. And I told Omer I wasn't going to come. And I really wanted him to tell me, well, you're listening to yourself. That's good. But what he said was, it sounds like you don't care about the family right now. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I, first of all, that's you, like what we're talking about is the exact conflict. Like when someone is being authentic, it can be disregarding to others. But, you know, it's it's kind of like it's a back and forth. You need to. You need to do you, but you also need to be aware of other people. And but if you're being aware of others, are you disregarding yourself? And so that's like, you know, it's an ongoing activity. And I think Leo had used earlier the word crisis, like where like all of a sudden you realize that you, you haven't been authentic. And it's just like it, it can feel like this huge crisis. Well, I mean, I always challenge these things and say, okay, well, things need to happen gradually. It's not like one day you can be like, wake up and say, oh, I'm being authentic. <laughs> and uh, everything's changed. You know, I, I feel as if things should happen slowly and in a way that you can, you know, reflect and, and also, you know, test the waters. And that's just how, you know, how I view things. And, um, and you do things differently. And that's why that's how I'm we meet. I'm a bit more uh, rough around the edges, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I make yeah. up my mind and I... But I have actually have a question for Leo. If I'm listening in on this and trying to think if this topic is relevant for me, are there any signs of um, being inauthentic? Or are there things that, I, uh, that one can notice about themselves and be like, okay, I might need to take some time and think about this idea or work on this with myself? Well, it's challenging because there's, there's, there could be so many signs. What I would say, though, is that there is one thing, there is one pattern that I see and in myself, and I recognize that from clients as well, is that lack of authenticity consumes a huge amount of energy. Wow. It is consumes a huge amount of energy. It's it, it leads to overthinking and you're always trying to figure things out. You're looking over your shoulder. Then it has you have imposter syndrome as well. Am I going to be caught out? And you know, if I'm telling one person one story and another person another story, what if they're in the same room ever? And then, you know, I've seen that happen, you know, and wow. I've seen that happen and I've been that person. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this consumes a huge amount of energy. And so one big sign is that if we, you know, we want to be honest with ourselves, right? And that's where it really starts. We want to be honest with ourselves. And we see that all these challenges in life are just consuming so much of our energy. Then we may have, you know, maybe our challenge right now is to sort of connect. So it's not that authenticity is a challenge, right? Authenticity is, is what it is, right? It's about, it's, it goes to Aviv's word, right? Connect, right? So what happens when we connect with what we really need in our life? 
whether it's you know who we need to be with uh what we need to be working on what do we need to eat you know how do we need to sleep you know all these things tap into uh us being who we are really if i feel indecisive all the time mm-hmm. and i'm having a hard time making decisions could that be a sign that something about me is not authentic well it has to be asked then why is it that what what are you dwelling on you know what, what's <laughs> what's you know is it it depends you know if it's what what are you having for lunch or you know what you're going to do with the future of your you know in, in your life you know the two different sets of indecision right and, and yeah. they come uh, from I, different places perhaps being indecisive is a good thing though because it seems it more sounds like you're weighing out different options and you're allowing yourself to question uh what is and what how you might want things to be like i'm i'm looking at this shift that i did or that i'm really working on between um believing that there are these ultimate truths that i need to live by to going inside myself and asking what what are my truths that i that i want to live by Hmm. and so it's kind of constantly being i don't know if indecisive but asking a lot of questions to myself and it's like you said it's a daily it's a daily uh hourly hourly thing to be aware of and i guess that it can't and it can't really be hourly because if we spent so much of our time is trying to understand if you know we have to give ourselves some room to just you know yeah. maybe lean back on other people's decisions of what we need to do in our lives mm. to some extent i don't know i don't know to me being indecisive is i don't know for some reason it feels as if I'm, it's it's like a pleaser it's like trying to please people like and maybe i'm just imagining people as we're speaking and examples of people that i know that are very indecisive but i mean i i would feel as if you know what do you mean when you okay what do you mean when you say indecisive then what does it look like um like uh, you want to do something oh w- whatever you want to do i don't know what oh. i want to do or let's That's oh different. this is my opinion about something what's your opinion oh i don't really have an opinion like i mean i'm fine with your opinion you know i mean i think it's yeah it's uh, it, this obviously may be a level of not even knowing that the issue is being in authentic or inauthentic or whatever it is but I don't know. I was just trying to, you know, trying to give some sort of idea of um what type of things you can be feeling or the experiences you can be having that may lead you to understand that there's some work that needs to be done. I was talking to a client the other day to your point Omar, about decision making and and he was overwhelmed at the level of decision that he and he, he told me, "Leo, I really want to do the right thing." Right. And I always want to do the right thing. <laughs> and and he kept on saying, I, I want to do what is right. And I end up not deciding because I don't know if it's going to be right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I just asked him, what is right? What, what, how do you define the right thing? Is it the right thing because it, it um, delivers the outcome that you have told yourself that you want to achieve? Or is it the right thing because regardless of the outcome, that's what you felt comfortable doing at that time? And and he told me, wow, for me, it has always been a question of the outcome, right? 
So he felt very disconnected with the decision-making process because he just wanted to reach an outcome. He didn't know how to reach the outcome. Well, the, you know, I, as, as, as we, we sort of agreed to, to describe it, you know, you want to take 55 million steps to get to your outcome and you want to get there, right? But you're not focusing on each individual decision, right? You just want to get mm -hmm. to the outcome. So you're mm -hmm. not connected with it. So, and he said, okay, if when I'm, when I can connect with what I want to do right now, from a from a gut feeling perspective rather than a overthinking it perspective yeah i can see how it it'll feel right because so long as we are connected with that gut feeling and we are connected with what it feels instinctively right um we're good and then the what? outcome doesn't become so relevant everything you said right now like I what in the beginning of the conversation, I, I, I had this idea, okay, I know that you need to be authentic also when you're doing social impact. That's clear to me. I don't entirely know how I'm gonna get that across, how I'm going to explain it yet. I have some ideas. And what you just said now, when you made the distinction between caring about the end goal or caring about the process, I think, I mean, you said everything about or you said a lot about what it means to be authentic and why it's important when we're doing social impact because, and I wanna say, I wanna develop that idea a little bit more and tell me what you think about it guys because we come across many uh, individuals who experience with all of their being and with all of their uh, bodies and their hearts and their minds uh, a struggle or a problem that is happening currently in our world, uh, to society, to um, environment, whatever, and they are set on somehow making that better. And then there's this other group of individuals who have this idea that if they do something good in this world, then it'll maybe give them more money, it might make them feel better, um, it might make their company that they already have, you know, if they say, oh, now we also care about women's rights or uh, inclusivity, that's going to make us look better out there in the media and thinking about the end goal. And that gap, which hopefully I'm, I'm able to get across, that is the authenticity gap. And the closer you are to um, caring about the problem rather than the end goal, the solution, the more authentic you are and the more you should be doing social impact. Um, I don't know. Did that get? Yeah, I got it. You got it. I got it. Leo? <laughs> did you get it? I'm processing it. <laughs> so, so what you're should... saying then is that, uh, uh, so I think that the bit that I was sort of nodding and nodding until you said, if you focus on the problem and not on the solution. So, but what I think you mean, and first I'm wrong, right. is you, if you're doing social impact work, you want to address an issue. I mean, you really want to address an issue, right? Mm -hmm. hmm. You you obviously would like to then present a, a solution, but that is not the thing you start out with. I understand and what you say. I just understand it, and it's I can only, yes. I, I can only understand it because I read a book recently called The Infinite Game. And it's, book, and it's a book and it's a book by uh, Simon Sinek and it came out a few months ago 
and it has full of quotes and books today, isn't it? It has. Yeah. I, I, love I, it. I, I strongly recommend. We're gonna have a book. lot of citations for this podcast. We, I strongly <laughs> recommend this book. It has. I feel totally vindicated by this book. It has. Wow. It has um, changed my uh, posture with people uh, because basically he goes back to. Um, so I, I let's not forget where we were in the conversation regarding you know uh, mm-hmm. addressing authenticity in the social impact space right and i'll come back to that i'll just Mm -hmm. take a small detour to uh, the 1980s when this professor came out with this theory about the infinite game versus finite game so the infinite game for example uh, so the finite game for example being a a game of football right which you can win or lose and it have you have players you've got strict rules and and the point of the game is to win the game right okay infinite game is sports Right. So the, the, the related infinite game is sports. So you cannot really be the best at sports. That There's no such thing. Right. You can only want to stay in the process of doing sports for as long as you can, as well as you can. Mm-hmm. Every single day you train to be better. You compete against yourself and you want to improve yourself. You want to create an environment around you that boosts your own growth as an athlete. But you will never be the best at sports. You might win a lot of finite games, but you'll never be the best at sports. Okay. Yet the infinite game mentality is to stay for as long and as powerfully in that game as possible, right? And if, for example, if you just um, choose another example, the game of health, for example, you might beat an illness, right? And that's kind of like a finite, my, my finite goal right now is to beat this allergy that I have, right? But the infinite goal would be to cultivate health on a daily basis. Stay okay. healthy for as long and as strongly as I possibly can. And I, because I'm under the effect of having read this, this book recently, yes, I basically translate what you said, Aviv, in the sense of, okay, so if you are a finite-minded social impact leader, you will be focusing on, okay, uh, there is this very finite target that I want to achieve, by which time, if I do that and I solve this social problem, I'll be done, right? And mm-hmm. however, I get there whatever tools after it doesn't really matter so long as i solve that problem mm-hmm. the other one is to have a much more expansive probably less defined goal but that requires you to act to the best of your ability every single day and 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 you don't necessarily have you have a lot of finite games in between mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily ha- it's about cultivating a certain attitude from within to being in the infinite leader right that's the infinite the infinite playing the infinite game in that so uh, let's let's look at it in a different way and 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 so i don't want to appropriate anybody's ideas but just thinking and extrapolating you know Mm -hmm. the infinite game of the social impact space um you know something that a world without you know the vision is a world without disparity right a world without inequality that in my view is an infinite goal you can work as hard as you can and you can do all that and any work that you do in that direction is going to be valid right Mm -hmm. a finite uh goal would be to you know um tend to this to this uh group of people um that need um help because of this very particular situation um and then and then you see that in certain in certain areas of social impact where the 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 ethical borders become a little bit blurred 
That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. And, and things that, get... Li- to, because there's such a concrete objective that you need to get to because it, maybe your funding requires that you to get that or absolutely. you have committed with your stakeholders that you had to reach those milestones. Then, uh, you know, it becomes... Things can become a little bit blurry and competitive think, and things that don't really belong in, the, in, in that space, in the social impact space. I think being authentic and being an infinite, you know rather than a finite um, change maker is that moment where you are willing to look inside at the solution that you are presenting to a problem that's existing and saying, I'm actually making it worse or I'm not making any if any better. This isn't exactly what is, needs to happen. And despite the fact that I'm being funded, despite the fact that people are buying my services or buying this product, I am not actually making it, making the situation any better. And so, and if I am committed infinitely to this problem, to this issue, I will be authentic enough to say, let's stop. Let's ask more questions. Let's ask why and why and why again and again and again until we get to a solution that will really hopefully get us to a better um, end goal or to a better place. And I have walked away from projects where I thought that they were going to be making positive impact to a certain um, industry or field of, of work. And I walked away when I felt like I was doing things that were not true to myself, that, that I wasn't being authentic in, anymore, that I was having to kind of turn myself off, unfortunately, to do work because work wasn't what I believed uh, was making anything better. And I have we have not taken on projects where we understood that their heart wasn't really in making things better or in solving a problem. It was rather than create, just focused on the solution that might bring them uh, more money, more fame, more marketing, more attention, all of that. And I want to give an example. Recently in Israel, there was uh, fashion. Uh, what's it? Wh- like no names, fashion brand. No, like what do you, campaign. How do you say? a fashion uh, line a retail company a retail company that wanted to start doing some corporate social impact right they are this really big company in israel and they wanted to also do good so they put out this campaign that was all about inclusivity and they said how it was like this you know all body types are are amazing you can be big you can be small short uh, bigger uh, thinner everything and which it was, was a beautiful message it was a beautiful message but and but the next thing that happened which is why in the social impact scene thank god if you aren't being authentic people will be so quick to cut to call you out and cut you down and because people were saying within minutes within minutes there was a backlash of people saying you're talking about inclusivity your sizes only run up to large i can't be included in your uh, fashion brand because yeah. my body doesn't fit into your clothing. So there you go talking about inclusivity, like you're this big, amazing thing and you're trying to make out yourself to be so amazing. But how about really being inclusive? How yeah. about really talking to, you know, practicing what you preach? And um, it was such a black backlash. And I'm sorry to say, but I'm happy that that happened because it's sending out a message. You know, if you're not being authentic about your social impact, you're not going to get very far, hopefully. 
because yeah. you shouldn't. I yeah. don't know. And I, I would just add, though, that I, I think that I don't know what the outcome was of that particular situation, but I'm just thinking that in an authentic context, in, an, in a context of authenticity, if there was such a backlash, you basically go out to the public and say, we messed up. We actually, our communication right. was wrong, right? It was, uh, we didn't reach the level of standards that we actually believe in. Um, and we're going to make it good. And you adapt and you change. And then a few weeks or months down the line, you go back and can you communicate those changes, right? And yeah. that's basically the, that the infinite, the yeah. infinite, the infinite approach to it. And, and right. I guess the authentic approach that we're, we're tapping into here. Yeah. And this is something that I wanted to add as a layer to the conversation, which is failure. So when you're talking about your client, while I think it was an example of not being decisive, I heard it as an example of, of fearing failure because, yeah. and I think oftentimes with change makers, um, there's a lot of fear of failing because you're trying to do something that's good and you're trying to make things better, but you're very afraid of think making things worse. And so just the notion of being authentic and, you know, being able to present as you just had given us an example to present a failure and own up to it and then change things or to be to be like, OK, I can make a decision. I'm not sure 100 percent about it, but and it may, it may lead to, you know, a possible failure, but I'm going to be open about it. And even if I fail, I'm going to share it with my team and share it with um my clients and say this 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 happened we realize we need to change things we're going to change things in order to make them better i think that's you know that's an infinite way to look at things and that's a very authentic way to look at things so i mean i think fa fearing failure is is a sign of you know something that we can notice that you know is actually fearing being authentic and being more open and you know presenting to the world that we're not this perfect company that's trying to make a change, but we, we we're also doing, we're making a process. Yeah. And, and at a personal level, we have, um, we have our whole sort of subconscious, which sort of uh, occupies about sort of, I think 80 to 90% of, of what is our mind. And uh, the, the main function of the subconscious has, as has been uh, established is to basically keep us safe. Right. And it'll do and it will make us do and lead us to say things and feel things so long as it feels like we are safe. We are within known boundaries, right? So if all of a sudden us, if we've always been inauthentic and people pleasing and all of a sudden we make this life changing decision, hey, I'm going to be authentic, I'm going to say whatever it is that I think, our subconscious is rightfully going to panic, right? It will panic because that is completely outside the scope of what it's used to. Uh, mm -hmm. And transposing that to a company, if you've got precedent, right? We've always done things this way, right? The team structure reflects how things have always been done. And that's just how things are. And all of a sudden someone comes in, hey, but, you know, actually our mission is this, our vision is that, but our actions on a daily basis are not reflecting that. This needs to change today, right? If they will be faced with a whole host of resistance from based on right. this is how things are done. It's always been this way. And so telling our subconscious or telling our, you know, teams and procedures and all that and, pre and precedent at an organization level that things need to change can be very, very scary. Right. But I, I wanted to leave it here and ask, go back to Aviv, because you were describing 
what happened when you had a moment personally when you decided to exercise that authenticity and you feel like you kind of not maybe not lost but you sort of some people around may not have reacted in in a very positive way Mm -hmm. i was wondering if you noticed anything on the upside so did any new did you attract any new people in your life that connected with your you know with that um, more embodied uh, authenticity i think that what i noticed is that there was this it was like there's people who are my more um recent friends by recent i can i can be talking about a few years but they are more my more recent friends who have seen my uh process and how I have evolved around over the years and the the path I've chosen to take for myself and they are kind of more used to me you know um, maybe making these changes or taking these making these decisions for myself and what I and and then there was these other group of people which is was more my family my immediate uh, biological family that was saying we've known you from age zero and you haven't been and this isn't you and that this is why we're upset um so i think that it's kind of you know it was this um gap between you know people who are used to me being this very certain specific person to and the, the, another group of people that were more used to me being very kind of dynamic and evolving and changing and constantly being in this uh, search for being more authentic, being more true to myself, being more uh, choosing myself first rather than constantly pleasing or being, um, you know, um, for others. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but like that was the experience. Yeah, it, it, it sort of, the question comes from I guess from also from a personal uh, level of mine is that I felt that you know either I don't I mean the the mechanism is not so relevant to me but for some reason I started developing relationships and friendships um, mm. in a different way and sort mm-hmm. of different people sort of came into my life and and I've seen that happen with other people that when they take certain stands they will inevitably alienate some people. But so long as the, the stands that they're taking are coherent with who they really are, they 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 get a boost and obviously in happiness and they they forge um, relationships, authentic relationships in a much deeper kind of way, you know, based on, on right. values that are, you know, about being, you know, in honesty, calling things by their names and and. Um, I've I've seen a lot of a lot of positive outcomes is what I was trying to sort of allude to. And I was just curious to see if you had experienced um... Absolutely. I just I don't know why I feel the sense like this need to be like not this devil's advocate, but this person who wants to just say being authentic is so hard. Mm-hmm. And even when we finally do choose to say to ourselves, all right, let's connect with ourselves. Let's go inside and see what we really want, what we really believe in, what, where we really want to work, the type of people we want to be in a relationship with, the, the type of setting that we want to build for ourselves. Even when we choose that, the, the, the potential backlash or the potential struggles that will come from that decision, it's a, it's a long road. It's yeah. in an infinite process 
constantly trying to be the you know authentic and true to ourselves um i that being said i don't think it's any easier being inauthentic right like you said i think that there's many more rewards along the way of authenticity rather than of inauthenticity um it makes me think of, you know, people, I, I'm always about like opening everything up and talking about everything and being very truthful and honest, even though it might be, it might not hurt people's feelings, but you know, it can, it can get to really raw emotions. And I always think that people have this idea where, you know, not talking is the easier way out because you just, okay, we don't talk, but it's so much more difficult to not talk down the road just keeping everything bottled up to yourself and not really saying what you think and what you believe in and what you want. It's, it makes it's things so much more difficult, especially for yourself. Hmm. And I also think that if we, if we don't really know how to be authentic, authentic to ourselves, like, I don't know. I wonder if it's, if we, it's, if it's true to say, if you can't, if you don't know how to be authentic to yourself, you won't know how to be authentic to your, when you're doing social impact and perhaps i don't know if it's too difficult of a statement i don't know maybe i took it too far but no i i don't think you have um the point is that if you or rather the way i see it is that if you as a person take some time you know and you pause and you try and see okay well you know i I've taken some time off, a day off, just 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 be and see what see what happens. That's an opportunity for you to connect with what you really need, how you're feeling, what sort of uh, what what sort of thoughts come to mind. When an organization sort of says, "Okay, wait a minute, let's pause and go back to basics," right? Let's review: Do we still identify with our mission? Do we still uh, see this? Do we still share this vision for our organization? The answer is yes. Okay, are we doing it? Are we do our actions reflect this? If yes, let's continue. If no, okay, we need to stop and take, you know, literally take stock and collect our thoughts, collect our our minds, see where we really are, and then maybe adjust our course, right? But it, it right. all comes it all comes from having this moment of of pause, you know, whether it's at, at an organizational level or a personal level. We talked about it in overwhelm, and we're talking about it again. How important it is to yeah. take a break, pause just make some quiet time to listen to ourselves, to listen to the people around us. That seems to be a, 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 good, uh, a good point for, for so many things. What are you, I see Omer's, well, uh, I wanna, Omer has been very, we we're talking about silence. Omer has been very silent. <laughs> yeah, no. are, you taking well, a, are you taking a moment? <laughs> I'm taking a moment. No, actually I wanna pick Leo's brain um, and take uh, this, opportunity to ask for change makers that are listening and thinking about this topic do you have any tips or things that you want to give them on how they can cultivate authenticity like on a daily basis or a weekly basis what are things that they can do or how can they start if they feel as if this is something that they want to work on or something that they need to work on. Silence. Um, (laughs) Good question. It's a good Uh, question. Stomper. Maybe from experience, from something that you've done with a particular. I'll I'll tell you why it's hard to to, to answer that that question. 
there are people who are riddled with self-doubt and that may come from from one place from 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 a place there are other people who will come across as the most assertive uh, most confident people and who are actually breaking up inside none of them will be um, experiencing authenticity but they will both have to go through very very different roads and make very very different choices what I would say is that taking a moment to reflect on um, whether our um, action, circumstances, contexts, um, food, sleep cycles, work, uh, relationships are building us up and helping us grow and, and, and do they add to our personal freedom? That's one question. Um, and another question might be, um is is this you know the, the life i wanted to be living you know is this does this correspond you know I, we were talking before about an organization right um does my if i had a personal mission by, which by the way is a great tool actually you know that is a very good tool and i'm glad you brought that up thank you Omar. <laughs> because <laughs> i'll tell you no no honestly my life sort of um this 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 question of authenticity became very actionable when and it took me months i didn't even know i was trying to do it but it took me months to try and, and define okay so what 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 if i had for myself a personal mission that i could put into it into a phrase right what would that what would that be like and i drafted and redrafted and i worked around several things but once i condensed what was what summed me up as uh, a person of action right it doesn't you don't get summed up in a phrase of who you are but you know what is this what is what do i want to bring into the world right and once you sum that up into a phrase which by the way might change in two weeks time it doesn't matter but so long as you have a phrase to work with decisions and phrases and people and 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 work situations personal situations become much easier to navigate on this sort of binary choice. Does this help me accomplish my personal mission? Does it not help me to accomplish my personal mission, right? And so long as the personal mission is a very, very infinite um, concept, I think this is doable, right? So to give an example, the phrase that I, the best phrase that I have come to uh, describe what I want to do is to live regeneratively and help others to do so. What does that by mean? this by this i mean to be sustainable in my own way uh, um health-wise financially emotionally be sustainable and by mm -hmm. that helping others to cultivate similar regenerative living right that's your mission that is what that is what i have sort of condensed it into so mm -hmm. at at some point in the past i said well actually i don't really feel like working with corporate clients Nowadays, what I say is that, wait a minute, does that help me to accomplish my mission? Actually, it does, and very powerfully so, because you can reach a huge amount of people by having one single uh, client uh, as a company, right? Right. Or a single company as a client. So it's actually very, very powerful. Do I, can I also do it on a one-to-one -one level? Yes, I can. So I'll do that as well, right? So long as I feel like I am still living regeneratively, right, and still being sustainable, but it, it fits into my mission, then decisions become easier. So if you as an individual or as an organization can really, really, really hone in on 
what is your mission? What is your purpose of being? Why do you wake up in the morning? What the Japanese call the ikigai, right? Mm-hmm. What is it that drives you? And you can condense that into a phrase. For the time being, it doesn't matter. You may have to change it later. Decisions become easier. And you're authentic- cultivating that... Rather, So cultivating might sound abstract. Putting that authenticity into practice on a daily basis, hourly basis, whenever... It becomes easier because you have tapped into what is it that you want to do. And things, actions, words will progressively align with that more and more as you do it. And you, and you do that on a, on, a, on a daily basis. I love that. I also think to add to that as, a, you know, as a consultant or former or, or I don't know, a publicist or whatever, I, I I also tend to agree that organizations that have this mission or vision statement and that they make it be known if it's, you know, on their website or wh- wherever it is that you can read about them, they, to me, appear authentic because they're open about what it is that they're trying to achieve. They're not trying to sell me some sort of story. They, they own up to their their goal or where they're trying to get and that adds also to the way that you know to how i view them and i think that's an another added thing because it's not that they've only made that promise to themselves or focused the of where of where their journey is going but they're also letting it be known and shown to others and that adds to their authenticity as well i think it's but i do think that first and foremost and from experience we it, a lot tend to s- skip this very, or not take it um, so heavily as they should, because I think that uh, you know every every change maker specifically, or every person has tried to m- put a company together, or do a startup, or whatever. The the first thing on a one page or on an executive summary is what is your mission, and then you write down a sentence and you try to make it as flashy as possible. But as a change maker. If you sit with yourself and you ask yourself, well, what is my mission? What am I waking up in the morning? You know, like, just like you said, Leo, for myself, but for this world, what, uh, what is it that I want to make or to create or to change? Um, and if you really connect with that mission and you write it down and you believe it and you choose it, um, your path to your infinite path to making things possibly, hopefully better will be much more authentic because if, you know, what you've written down is my mission, my mission is to alleviate world hunger. That's a huge mission, right? Mm-hmm. But, and, and you look at that mission and you, you take that on and you take on a team that wants to help you with that. Um, I think doing that very, you know, in a very, awake and um um what how do you say omer um like muda aware aware that was in hebrew to <laughs> um to if you're aware to your mission um you will be true to it and you will stick to it and you will be very authentic and if you're kind of just you 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 wrote it down because you knew it was a part of your executive summary and what potential client uh potential investors might want to read to make them get on it then that 
that won't help you in the long run and it won't help you stick to you know what you're trying to achieve so I think that's an amazing starting point for both individual authenticity and social impact authenticity is to really start with that mission statement and and feel it in your heart that that is your mission statement I yeah I I, I couldn't agree more and here we are agreeing with each other always oh, <laughs> someone say something I disagree I think that was a horrible idea <laughs> I I honestly think that um Aviv I think that's I think you've encapsulated the whole argument in the sense that it's and and I think nowadays people are so much more aware. So I'm talking about the public in general, right? Mm -hmm. um, people want to know what your mission. What are you? What are you about? I mean, because I, I I can buy products from anybody. Why should I buy from? Why should I connect with you, right? Why should I establish this this emotional connection as well? Yeah. And and it, what when you were talking about an organization really really getting this mission defined and condensed it it also came the idea that came to mind is that it also becomes a weapon a good weapon you know like a, a tool right that you use that your organization can use because whenever in doubt you can go just go back to your mission right and is right. that you know what, what strategy we're we going to follow well let's just go back to our mission mm -hmm. what what partners are we going to attract well, they'll be attracted by our mission. You know, like right. our, the people might change here. You know, uh, there are some people now and might be different people in a year's time, but it's the mission that is the magnet, right? But, you know, the mission also as, as the sword that allows you more to cut through, sword in the sense of like the, 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 the weapon that allows you to cut through the jungle, you know, and you, and you yeah, open the way, uh, right? And, and, and it, it really, it, it can really be a very powerful thing. And there, I think it's, Sorry. I just wanted to say that there's yeah, yeah. a phrase that came to mind, which is that you live by another the sword. phrase. I'm just kidding. You live by the sword and you die by the sword. And mm -hmm. in, I think in this space, you do live by the mission and you do die by the mission. If you mm -hmm. don't, if you are not true to the mission that you have set yourself uh, as an organization or even as a person. But if you I'm talking about organizations here, if you go astray and you go away from the the reason why people have deposited that their trust in you then that's just something that is not sustainable in the long run yep and it's certainly not authentic and yeah. it's certainly yeah i guess your mission is like your authenticity compass like mm. am i going in the right in the right direction am i really headed down like you said let's go back to our mission yeah i'm i'm, I'm staying true to that yep that's that's what i wrote down that's that's still happening or if it's not please, you know, have the willpower or the courage to say, we need to change directions. It's such a hard point. And especially when there's so many people that are already looking at you and saying, well, you, you said you were doing this. And now you're telling us you're not, how am I going to, how, why should I keep going with you? Why should I keep paying for your products? Why should I keep trusting you? Why should I keep, um, you know, my, my heart with you, but knowing how to do that, right. It's, it's only going to ensure they're with you for that much longer it's it's just so important and i i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna say i i thought this was gonna be an interesting topic but you know i think we're in the end of the of the conversation i think that i feel it in my heart just how important it is and um want to send out this invitation to everyone you know both individually and when you're working on social impact 
you know, do well for you, do well for your project, be authentic. Um, it'll just, I think, make everyone so much happier in this world a better place. It sounds so cheesy, but yes, I I really, really believe in it. I and and even if being authentic requires the courage to change our mission. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And I, to upset people and I to think, make them unhappy and to make them maybe angry even or all of it, all of it can come. It can be a big wave of, of pain sometimes, but even at that cost, absolutely. But I think that's also the essence of being authentic, which is, you know, understanding that you might need to change your mission at times or that you've failed certain aspects of your mission because yeah it's that openness and and being able to communicate it with others so if we're about to end um i have another <laughs> and this i thought about this now it wasn't planned another exercise yeah. so okay oh my god leo had if this is, a, is an idea from leo because he we started off discussing um childhood and children and to me kids are like the most authentic what? can you remind me Oh, Leo had said that he, when he was small, uh, he didn't feel as if he was, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't saying what he thought. He was saying yes. what others mm, expected okay. him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to challenge that a bit. And I just, for, for me, I feel as if the children are the most authentic yes. people there are. Like you, you really, at a certain age, right? Some, something changes. And mm -hmm. we, I mean, this is a whole new podcast, so let's not go there, but we can do one kids. about this. <laughs> yeah, we can do one about this, but to everyone that's listening and firstly to who is joining me today, if you could look at your younger self and take something, some sort of trait or something that you, you would do when you're very little and cultivate it today or be more like that today is does something come to mind that you would do as a, as a as a child and this is you know i feel as if this is another practice or something that i would tell others to try to think about when they when they want to um discuss the topic that we had discussed today which is authenticity so does anything come to mind yes um, okay you go because go i'm for thinking it. and um there is this notion uh, that children are able to solve highly complex situations because they were never aware they were complex in the first place. Hmm. And I love that. I, I, tapping into that is something that I would... So if I could go back and sort of, you know, want to cultivate a, spe a specific aspect, I think that would be it. I remember as a child, I was the, why not? You know, why not set up a colony on Mars? And I, yeah, pretty much like to live there. And I was making plans and I had a girlfriend at the time and we were going to do this and that. And it was sounded perfectly all right, you know. And I had this sort of software that made 3D landscapes. So I started using these software to make these three landscapes of Mars. And I was just very enthusiastic about the possibility of moving to Mars. It seems like it's a little bit way off still, right? We still haven't, as a civilization, we haven't worked this out yet. But as a child, it was fine and it was doable and mm -hmm. I had a whole sort of anti-gravity thing to get there and it, no, nothing <laughs> seemed impossible. Nothing seemed impossible. Wow. So. I love it. I'm still thinking. Um, I can share. I have an idea. Yes. I mean, it's 
I feel it about myself, and I also see it a lot on our nephew. Matthew? He's, he is your nephew. Yeah. I, anyways, so the notion of questioning things and not taking them for granted or not like taking them as obvious. I think when I was a kid, and I also see him doing this a lot, is asking, what are you doing, mommy? Why are you doing this? Like, just, you know, asking a lot of questions. I think that's a great tool and a great way to um, be more authentic and to just, you know, question things. Okay, I have one. Good. Um, I think it kind of it kind of completes yours. I as I thought of it as when I was a kid, if I was being asked something, I would always give my like true answer. Like if I didn't want to do something, I would just say no. I wouldn't think about the fact that that might be. Answer. Like if if a kid wanted to play something in kindergarten, I don't you know I have a few uh, memories from kindergarten, but I know that uh, what was going through my mind back then wasn't, oh man, does that mean they're not gonna like me anymore or their feelings gonna be hurt? If I didn't want to play with that game now, I just wouldn't join in. I would say no and I would do whatever I wanted to do. So knowing you know answering truthfully, that would be my big one. Mm. I love Good that. for you, by the way. Do you? Do you? I mean, I'm 32 now, and I, I'm, I'm restructuring myself to answer truthfully, but yes. So yeah, a lot of, thing, of these things really do come from childhood, mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah, that was, that was a nice exercise. I think that was great. That I like great. that. Full I circle. Think, yes. I'm glad you guys like that. So authenticity. Wow. This was, this was interesting. This yeah, is a good conversation. And and I sense another episode coming along further along a lot. Yeah. I think there we we tapped into some some interesting um ideas. Yeah, ideas that I think they're worth exploring for the benefit of who's listening. So we'll do that. Thank the content of this podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing herein is intended as professional or medical advice. If you are sick or think you may need medical help, seek advice from your healthcare provider.